Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Hello. There, there I am. I knew I was right around here somewhere. Hey, uh, I wanted to, if you're watching the YouTube, well, God bless you if you are, because who watches this stuff? But uh, if you do, here's the book, Entrepreneurial You by Dory Clark. Forgive me for not holding it up and referencing it. I was too busy uh, treasuring it and holding it in my little precious things box. Uh, again, Entrepreneurial You by Dory Clark. You can find out more by going to doryclark.com. That's D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com. And uh, get your free assessment uh, by going forward slash entrepreneur there. All right. Uh, I want to let you know about Maria G. Maria G. is a coach, a uh, business and professional life coach. Uh, She hails from Campbell River, B.C., which is not where she does most of her work. She does most of her work with entrepreneurs and business owners and with uh, management teams and individuals who are out to break up their habits and really create what's next for them. You can find out more about Maria G. by going to mariagcoaching.com. That's not the letter G. That's M-A-R-I-A-J-I, coaching.com. Maria J I Coaching dot com. Maria, say hello to the people. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, that's Maria G joining us from Camel River, BC. Uh, she's our guest co-host today. Obviously, not in the studio because she's in her beautiful palatial mansion uh, in BC. But um, I wanted to let you know, my dear listener, about something. If uh, like me, you like the finest things in life. If you're draped in, you know. Tiffany and Cartier, if you're, uh, you know, if you go shopping in the Tesla store for your next car, then you, um, see what I did there? Uh, Then you are like me and you are always looking for the finest, the best uh, things in life. If you're looking for coach training, ICF accredited coach training, of course, the finest in the world is accomplishment coaching. And it's not hype. It's not a slogan. It's actually true. From the beginning, accomplishment coaching has designed their coaches training program to be the finest in the world by any measure, by the success of their graduates, by the um, number of actual hours of coaching given, by the number of actual hours of coaching received, by the number of evaluations of coaching sessions with your clients, just tons and tons of value there. More books read, more movies watched, more massages and field trips than any other coach <laughs> training program. Check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. Now, Maria, I know you were I trained at accomplishment. About massage. It's, it's completely true. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. It's not that kind of program, but it's, you know, a normal, like, uh, you know, you, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Maria, you've been through accomplishment coaching. What would you like people yeah. to know about it? Yeah, I, I'm a graduate from 2013. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was managing a large chain boxing store in Canada. And yeah, I just jumped the ship after I graduated because I loved the the training there i have learned so much and i already had clients that i worked with and oh by the way before i quitting my store won so many national wise uh prizes because through coaching my leadership through coaching beautiful so uh 
one of the things I love about accomplishment coaching is you can actually go and observe the training in process. That that is look behind the curtain, so to speak. It's not a sales presentation. It's not a uh, workshop for yourself. It's so that you can actually see the coach training program in process. You can uh, let's see, Maria. Can you remember all the cities where accomplishment coaching is available in North America? Yeah. Well, first thing, Canada, in Victoria. Yes. Seattle. Washington, D.C., New York, San Diego. Uh, and Chicago, Illinois. Very Chicago. good. Yes. Yeah. If you're <laughs> near or visiting any of those cities, please check it out. Accomplishment Coaching is available on accomplishmentcoaching.com. Come and find out what makes it the world's finest coach training program and find out if it's for you. You can also go on the web, accomplishmentcoaching.com, and very nice people will talk to you about their work there. All right. Uh, let's talk about our next guest because this is critically important. More and more people are dealing with, as we just talked about, the side hustle and whether or not their job is fulfilling or is this the right career path for them. Susan Peppercorn is an executive and career coach who enables mid and senior level professionals to find their next best career step, their promotion, their new job, their career or entrepreneurial option. She's the author of a new Amazon bestselling book, Ditch Your Inner Critic, Evidence-Based Strategies to Thrive in Your Career. The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, HBR, the Boston Globe, and U.S. News & World Report are some of the publications that have tapped her for career advice. She is also a certified positive psychology coach and a graduate of the Certificate in Positive Psychology and accredited by the International Coaching Federation. Please welcome to our microphone, Susan Peppercorn. Hello, Susan. Hello, Susan. Good morning. Hi. Maria, find out where Susan's from. Find out where she is today, would you? Okay. So, That's Susan, me delegating. where are you today? <laughs> I am in Boston today. That is my home base. And wicked smart you are for being in Absolutely. Boston. Absolutely. All right. Let's let's talk about being both a positive psychology coach and working with people in their career. It seems like the people the place people are often least positive in their lives is around their career. What had you uh come out with this book, Ditch Your Inner Critic? And and what what is it that that has people get to a positive place when they look at career issues? So the reason that I wrote this book is because I've noticed that in my own coaching practice, over and over again, clients that I work with suffer with um, either perfectionistic tendencies Mm -hmm. or a highly critical inner voice that holds them back from success and greater happiness. And I, too, suffered from this as well. And so what positive psychology brings to the table is research done by social scientists that actually show um, and gives, provide strategies as to how people can deal with these issues. Mm-hmm. Maria, do you want to get in here? Sorry, that was me yeah, giving you late. space. And what, what are the... Um... If you don't have anything, okay. you can toss it right back to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do, I have okay. it. Um, I was going to ask that, why people are, are not happy about their jobs? You know, some people are high up there, CEO or in the executive position, and, you know, they get paid well, and from outside, people envy them for the job they have. Mm-hmm. So how come they're unhappy? What, what What's the cause of that? So, Maria, that's a great question. And what research has shown is that external goals like you know, a high-level title or more money make people happy for a short period of time, but they quickly adapt to that new situation and it's back to the status quo. Also, those are external goals. 
that somebody else has set. And if the job they're doing is not aligned, A, with their interests, their values, um, and what gives them meaning, then no matter how successful they are externally, they're going to be wanting something more. And that's that's the reason that people, no matter how they look externally, often are very unhappy. It's it's true. We all know those people that are successful but miserable, right? I, w- I used to be one of those people before I uh, found a coach and then became one. Uh, let's talk about, I want to go back to the sort of the tagline or the subtitle of your book, Ditch Your Inner Critic Evidence-Based Strategies to Thrive in Your Career. You pointed to that a moment ago by saying this is research-based stuff by, so- by social psychologists who have found that there are better ways to thrive in your career. I guess we have to ask what thriving in the career is, but also uh, give us some strategies, please. (laughs) What will work? What should we be doing? So um, one of the things you'll notice in my book is that there are exercises at the end of every chapter. And um, I had part of my audience for writing this book was actually coaches, because as you know, as coaches yourself, that asking powerful questions is the way to have a client reassess some of the assumptions that they may be making. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of the strategies are based around reframing somebody, the story that somebody is telling themselves. And that's why the exercises are actually there. They are meant to provide coaching assistance to those people who may not be fortunate enough to have a coach to really question the assumptions that they're making about what happiness is or isn't, um, why they're in a career that may not be satisfying to them, um, you know, what, what other options uh, may be available, how they view failure, how that may be framing their, their um, uh, experience. So uh, all of these things are based in research that most people never know about. Social psychologists uh, write in journals, and the big joke is that, you know, other than the author's uh, parents, probably about seven people ever get to read a, um, you know, a journal (laughs) article. And, you know, frankly, most journal articles, they're written in a particular way. They're they're dry. They're boring. You know, they have a lot of statistics. But uh, what I tried to do in this book is take the best of the research that's been done into how and why people thrive and make it approachable. So as a teacher of mine, Tal Ben-Shahar, used to say, it's a way of uh, bridging the ivory tower and Main Street. And that's really what I was trying to do by citing the research, but in such a way that it's approachable by the average reader. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I'm wondering, Maria, and forgive me if I'm stepping on you here, is this. Um, we we were just talking with Dory Clark about the entrepreneurial streak that everybody seems to be having these days. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but everybody I meet has a side hustle, right? They're either like driving Uber or making and selling jewelry on Etsy or something, right, on the side. And I, I guess I have two questions. The the first, Susan, is. Are we asking too much of our work or our job if we're looking there for happiness? And the second is, what's your, what's your thinking about this sort of side hustle economy that we're building where people have one or two main things that they do and then always something on the side? 
So I think it's I think these are great questions. And to your first one, uh, I would say, are we making too much of our day job? Let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the answer in many cases is yes, because let's look at it this way. Someone can be in a job, and they may not be happy in that job, but they, for a number of reasons, may not be able to leave. Maybe they have a family to support. Maybe they don't have the financial resources to leave. And so um, I would say to you that a side hustle, whether it's bringing in money or not, is a really great way that people can um, uh, develop things that they're interested in and kind of mitigate uh, the, the effects of a job that is not a perfect fit for them. So I think there's a lot to be said for the side hustle, and it doesn't work for everyone, but I think whether it's an interest that someone pursues, again, whether they get paid for it or not, um, is definitely worth pursuing if it's something that's meaningful and is interesting to the individual. Really well said. Thank you so much. Sure. Maria, Maria, get on in here. What do you okay, got? yeah. And I have so many questions. Well, what's the, uh, what's the secret ingredients? You know, you, the, the strategy that you're suggesting, and so I'm curious about what makes separated people who are, who deals, uh, well, failure per se, or difficulties at work, and they are they are able to thrive, and some people just cannot see themselves to overcome whatever they're facing. What's the what's the secret ingredient? So the secret ingredient is really how someone views failure. Um, there's a famous psychologist at Stanford, Carol Dweck. Um, she wrote a book called Mindset, and she puts people into two general categories, those people who have a fixed mindset and those people who have a growth mindset. And the, the answer to how people deal with failure really has to do with their mindset. So if someone has a fixed mindset, they expect that they're not going to fail. Let's say they've been successful in school, they've gotten into the best colleges, they've had a good career, and all of a sudden they're hit by some kind of setback. They're not prepared for it, and they don't know how to cope with it because they think that this shouldn't happen to them. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, people who have a growth mindset really expect that failure is part of everyday life. And they look at failure as something that they can learn from. And I'll tell you in my own experience, I coach a lot of scientists um, or people in the life sciences. And I I have learned. (laughs) What's that? I'm just teasing. I said I'm so sorry for you. And I I apologize to people. Scientists are fantastic. I mean, they're bringing so, so so many wonderful cures to the world. I'm in awe of what they do. But. Um, they'll tell you that failure is part of what they have to deal with Mm. on a regular basis. And it's through the setbacks that they have when they're doing experiments that they learn to self-correct and figure out what's going to work. So they view failure as part of the landscape of their work and a very important part of informing how they move forward to success. Mm. So that's really the difference between people who let failure stop them and those that can move through it and use it as a learning experience. Great question, Maria. Do you have another one? Yeah. And 
I, I, um, it's very inspiring when you're saying that it's how we build the failure. We decide what making that decisions that we're making. So what do you, what do you suggest to people? Like how, how can they like, you know, the right mindset or wrong mindset? Like, how do you, how do you work with people? How do you make sure that they view failure differently? So, um, through questioning as you know, again, as most coaches do, you know, if they say to me, so I'll give you an example. Um, some of the people that I work with have been laid off from their jobs. Mm-hmm. Most often, this has nothing to do with the quality of their work. It's, it's a corporate reorganization, a restructuring, a merger and acquisition, and they are left without a job. Now, some people, when this happens to them, they do see it as a failure because they say to themselves, well, if only I had done this, that, or the other thing differently, I wouldn't have been the person laid off. Mm-hmm. So through questioning, I will say to them, well, is there another way to look at this, for example? You know, is, is there something that you can take from this experience um, that you can use to find, you know, a better job or, you know, find greater success or greater happiness uh, the next time? So it's really about create, creating awareness with them that they may have self-limiting thinking um, around what happened to them and to help them see it in a different way. Sometimes I use writing exercises. That can be really beneficial, you know, to have people journal or write about what's happened to them. Um, it's different than just thinking about it. And sometimes it's using, you know, questioning techniques to say, just to say, is there another way to look at what happened to you? Or if you were, if this were your best friend, for example, what would you say to your best friend if they were the one going through this and not you? So those are just some, you know, some ideas off the top of my head. I would say to my best friend, stop whining. But that's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> and, I, let's, and I say that too. <laughs> oh, very good. Let's, um, let's uh, you know, I'm teasing. Uh, let's go back a, a couple of steps because I heard you point to perfectionists. And I think yes. at, at least a lot of the people that I work with, and, and you know, God help them, uh, are, <laughs> are perfectionists and think that that's how, that they have to continue to be perfectionists because that's how they got to their lofty level of success. And yet it seems clear as an observer to their life that it's really just sucking the, you know, the life out of their life, the joy, the, the right. positive experience. What, what's a first step or what's one of the fundamental pieces that you would love all coaches everywhere to take on with their perfectionist clients today? So the first thing I'd like all coaches to know is that there's a difference between perfectionism and excellence. Hmm. All of us strive to um, for excellence, and that's the way it should be, whether it's excellence in our coaching, whether it's bringing out excellence in, um, in our coachees. Um, that's what we should be striving for, but there is a difference. And the difference is that perfectionists can't let go of things. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example that I, you know, I, I think is kind of funny. Hopefully your listeners will too, but <laughs> there was... Um, a book written a number of years ago um, on, uh, it was in the dummy series of books on um, making successful career transitions. And the author uh, had a quote in there and he said, don't spend as much time on your resume as you would a prenuptial agreement. 
So I, I bring that, you know, uh, I bring that up as an example mm-hmm. because many times when I'm working with a perfectionist and if they are in career transition, they will keep revising and revising and revising and revising their resume. And I'll use this as an example, but people who are perfectionists in their jobs do the same thing. They never believe that good enough is good enough. And what happens to them then is they get stuck. Because, you know, you and I know businesses move quickly, whether it's tech, whether it's biotech, whether it's marketing, whatever industry it is. People set goals. Those goals are oftentimes very aggressive. Mm -hmm. And if people, you know, keep trying to dot every I and cross every T, they're going to fall behind in achieving their goals. And also, I will say to you that perfectionists tend to micromanage which also is very demoralizing for people that work for them. Mm. So the key is to, again, through awareness, it's, it's really creating awareness with the client, you know, to ask them, when is something good enough? When can they let go of it? When can they release the report? Um, you know, when can they send the email? When can they finish their resume? And it's really a practice for perfectionists that they have to develop over time because it doesn't come easily and it's a habit that they have to break. Hilarious. Have- uh, forgive me for interrupting. Hilarious no. that that the very thing that they have to learn, which is patience, is the thing they have to practice to learn it. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> really good point. Really good point. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, we've got yeah. time for one more delicious question. And Maria, I'm going to throw I it to it. you. Yes. You go. Yeah. You mentioned about stuck. What advice? Well, what should they do if they did everything? They view the failure differently. They try not to be a professionalist and they just don't like their job. What should they do? So um, that happens and, and that's real life. And what I would say if if you can't make, if you can't, get a new job if you can't look for a new job, um, I would recommend that people really understand what their strengths are and see if they can adjust their jobs to leverage their strengths perhaps more than, um, than they're currently doing. It's a technique called job crafting. And it's really, you know, so let's say that somebody is a project manager, but they really like to do social media. So perhaps they volunteer for a project internally where they can get some experience doing social media. Um, or they go to their manager and they say, look, you know, I'm really good at social media. Is, is there something that I can do to help the group that, um, that can use, utilize social media or coaching people internally? So it's really about knowing what they're good at, what they really get energy from, mm-hmm. and seeing if they can work some of those um, strength uh, by reframing and reshaping the job that they have to make it something uh, that they like doing better. That's just good advice. The book book is Ditch Your Inner Critic, Evidence-Based Strategies to Thrive in Your Career. The woman is Susan Peppercorn. You can find her on the web by going to PositiveWorkplacePartners.com. That's PositiveWorkplacePartners.com. And you've got a giveaway for our listeners today. I absolutely do, and on my website, I have a, um, a career fit uh, self-assessment, so it's called Are You in the Right Job? 
and it's a workbook based upon the exercises in Ditch Your Inner Critic at Work. It's a free download, so anybody who goes to my website, listeners of this podcast, uh, can just go on my website and download it, and they can use it for themselves or with their clients. Beautiful. That's very kind of you. Once again, positiveworkplacepartners.com forward slash right job to find the Are You in the Right Job free career fit assessment from Susan Peppercorn. Susan, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, do you have a thank quick so uh, 20 second parting thought or parting shot you'd like to give our coach listeners? Um, just uh, for coaches, um, be aware that if you're working with someone who has a really negative mindset or you know, is dealing with, you know, you are their lifeline and they can get there with your support. Uh, Just don't expect it out overnight. It's a beautiful reminder. Thank you so much. That's Susan Peppercorn. The book is Ditch Your Inner Critic, Evidence-Based Strategies to Thrive in Your Career. That voice is Maria G. She's available at Maria G. Coaching. That's MariaJICoaching.com. Maria, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks to Christopher. It was a delight to have you. And thank you, dear listener, for uh, listening to another edition of The Coaching Show each week, bringing you people out on the cutting edge of coaching and leading and just plain interesting folks. Uh, Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Nowadays, Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the Internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's E-S-E-T dot com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. 
Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. 